renovations coming, God willing, this month here at Clark Street. So we're putting in new washrooms, putting in a whole heating ventilation system, we're putting in a lift, we're putting in a whole multi-purpose room upstairs and new washrooms upstairs as well, which is all very exciting, but all very challenging and expensive. And we don't have all the money for it. So we're seeking God and saying, God, would you provide? We've just got our regular church life. So we have all the day in, days out of just us being church together, helping one another, serving one another, people who are sick, people who are in need, helping one another, encouraging people. That never changes, and that's a good thing, and we seek God for that. We've got a church plant coming up next summer. We're sending people to Dartmouth as a church family that we're going to be working with and sending people out. It's going to be stretching. It's going to be stretching financially. It's going to be stretching on leadership. It's going to be stretching on holes to fill here as people go and as we are obedient to God. We've got all kinds of needs in our community that we've been praying about. And we didn't know, again, eight or nine days ago, what was going to happen next door. And again, we say to our friends at 100 Clark, our hearts go out to you. And I'm glad that we could just in a very small way walk some things out with you and hopefully be a blessing and encouragement to you in the past week. And we want to continue to do that. And we're seeking God about how can we be good neighbors here in the community. And folks, sometimes if you think about those things too much, it can be very overwhelming. And we can feel the burden of some of those things. And we can feel the weight of those things. And folks, what we're saying is, instead of being burdened down and all of that, we're going, we're going to God. And we're purposely saying, we're taking extra time to focus on God. Now here's a quick review. I'm going to ask some people for some help in a moment. Because we talked about this back at the end of August. And I... I want to go over it again because it's so important when we talk about prayer. What gives us the right to come before God? What gives us access to God? How can we know that God is really listening to our prayers? How can we know that? Because is it wishful thinking? Because it's very common. And we say it all the time, and sometimes we do, and sometimes we follow through, and sometimes we don't. When anything bad happens, what do we say? I'll pray for you. And sometimes we do, but I'll be honest. Sometimes I say it, and I don't actually pray. Sometimes we say to people, I'm sending good thoughts, wishful thinking, good vibes, all of those. Well, I love the intent behind that, but I would rather take some concrete. I know that God is actually real in listening. How do we know that? What gives us the right? What gives us access? Do we have to go through people? Do we have to do so many sacrifices? What? What is it? And so we took a look at a few weeks ago that in the Old Testament, there were three ways that primarily the people who were following God had access to God. Does anyone remember what they are? I'm going to give you who's going to be my model this morning. Passion, are you going to do it again? You are such a good model. I bestow upon you the robes of Christ Central right there, okay? Look at Passionate, man. You look like... You are PhD material right there, my friend. Look at that. All right, so Passionate wearing this. He's going to represent that in the Old Testament, you had to go through priests in order to get to God. And they had robes and the whole priesthood, and it was complicated. But you couldn't get to God. You had to go through, so one thing, priest. What was another thing you had to go through? Or had to go to? Temple. Trevor, come help me out. This is 
Not a reasonable facsimile of a temple, but it's the best we could do. So, isn't that nice? You got to use your imagination a little bit, okay? You had to go somewhere. You had to go to a holy place. And throughout the Old Testament, it was a tent, tabernacle. David said, we need a temple. Solomon built the temple, and then you went to Jerusalem. You went to the temple, and then there were different stages. So you had to go through a priesthood, and you had to go to the temple. What was the last thing we talked about? Sacrifice. Okay. Can somebody come and help me out here? Santi, you want to come help? This is so important, you got to put gloves on. Okay, this is like really important, special thing here. And what do we have here? Can you show, maybe hold those up for the people? We've got some wood for burning fire, and then we've got those, that's actually my barbecue grills, okay? So I can smell the smoke from here. So that's representing Old Testament. You had to come through priests, you had to go to the temple, and you had to bring sacrifices. And if you were a Gentile, you weren't Jewish, you could only do so much. If you were a woman, you could only do so much. It was complicated, it was messy, it was expensive, and bloody, and noisy, and grotesque. And you had to do that at times daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And the Bible says this, despite all those things, it was really just external. It didn't actually deal with the heart. It didn't deal with hearing your conscience. So folks, here, thank you. I'll let you guys. Great job. Thank you. Well done, Trevor. How strong you are moving that temple all by yourself. Thank you for returning the robe. We appreciate that. In New Testament, we see this. Jesus came, and Jesus, we see and found out, Jesus is the great high priest. If you want, he's the mediator between us and God the Father. So we come to Jesus to have access to God. We see that Jesus was the temple of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 1, it says Jesus dwelt among us. He tabernacled amongst us. He is the temple. He is God, Emmanuel, God with us. And we see that Jesus is the once and for all sacrifice. He's the perfect sacrifice. We don't have to burn, kill anything else. Now, it's just, folks, it really is incredible. I hope we feel the magnitude. I said it last time. You didn't come in here this morning through a whole bunch of different priests. You didn't come, and you come, this is a this is a holy place? Really? This is a holy, how many people are coming here going, oh, I can't wait because it's filled with gold and marble and diamonds, and it's a holy, it's the old top bar building, okay? This is like, we all know that. It is because we are here and God lives in us. We're jumping ahead. Thank you, Betty. And you didn't bring a goat or a lamb or a bull or a dove. There weren't the barbecues out back. There wasn't a slaughterhouse. You didn't hear screams of animals being killed. Folks, that's most of the Old Testament, if you read it. Aren't you thankful we live in New Covenant? That Jesus is the great high priest, we have access, and it gets even better. Jesus is still praying for us right now. He's the great high priest, he, he lives to intercede for his people. The 
Jesus is the temple. Jesus is the once and for all sacrifice. And when we follow Jesus with everything that we're singing this morning, and we believe in our heart that Jesus went to the cross, he bore our sins, he gives us forgiveness, he gives us restoration with God as Father, he gives us a new heart, he cleanses our consciences from sin and unrighteousness, he makes us new in Christ, we're a new creation in Christ, we're now placed in Christ, Christ now lives in us by his Holy Spirit, making things new, we are a holy people, we're set apart, we're a people of God, it doesn't matter where we meet, we become the priesthood of all living And we just had such Wednesday night, we went through, we met together in church, what are our spiritual gifts? Everyone has a spiritual gift, we follow Jesus because the Holy Spirit gives them, and you are the priesthood of all believers. And guess what? We can all pray. We're all, we all have access to God. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to come through a pastor. You can have access to God in your own way. You can have assurance that you, and you get to intercede and pray for the church and people. Isn't that good news? I was thinking about that when Gary's using that powerful illustration, that pole being lifted up from that miry pit. We get to pray for others who are in pit. Folks, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Lives in us individually as followers of Jesus and collectively. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit everywhere we go. We bring God. So wherever we meet, folks, in our church family in 26 years, we've met in a lot of places. It doesn't really matter what the building is. We're the holy people. We make it holy by us being there. So whether we're at schools or community clubs or hotels or whatever, God's there because we're and we're the living sacrifices. Every day, God, I offer my life to you. Work through me today as a living sacrifice. Not my will be done, your will be done. Folks, I'm going over that again and again and again because that is the foundation for everything else. You can have assurance when we talk about prayer and a relationship with God that if you follow Jesus and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, all those things. And it's not just words. Our actions, as God helps us, lines up with that. You can have assurance. That, that very first song we were singing this morning, God, even when I felt weak and I was faint, and I could barely whisper a breath, you heard me. You're faithful and you love me. That's the assurance we have. And even sometimes when I can't even put words and all I can do is sit and weep, I know that Jesus is going to be there as a sacrifice. And I know his promises are faithful. Folks, that's the confidence we have. So in these 40 days, that's the foundation. In and of ourselves, we have no right to come before God. God doesn't need to listen to us. God owes us nothing. But in Christ, he's a good father. And we come as sons. And we can ask, and we can seek, and we can know. And Jesus said this, so if we go to our scripture reading, Matthew 6, 6 to 8, and 16 to 18. So it's going to be up here on the screen, I believe. Can you help me out? Can we read this together, if you're able? So let's read this, Matthew 6, Jesus said this. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, 
for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And when you fast, do do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Whew. So, what we're seeking to do during these 40 days and beyond, we're just seeking to take Jesus at his word. And we're asking all of us, hey, can we take some time to pray on your own, and even though many, nobody else knows it, and no one else sees it, the Father sees what is done in secret, and the Father who does it, We'll see it and will reward. And so we've been talking about prayer. We're going to add another thing to it. Jesus says, when you fast. So we just want to take a couple minutes to talk about fasting. And here's the main thing I want you to remember about fasting. And we're going to talk about it. It could be food, social media, different things. Folks, I know we're all busy. I know we are. So I'm not trying to add something else to your plate. I'm actually trying to take something off your plate. Literally. As Hazel gave the announcement, there will be food! And I'm like, I'm speaking on fasting. November 4th is coming. Fasting is taking something less in order to have more. So, folks, this is not, this is very simple this morning. But the application is the real test. Fasting is to take a meal instead of eating. The half hour, 45 minutes, 20 minutes, hour that would it take to prepare it, eat it. You don't do that. And you take that time and you pray. I'm done, the message. Go and do likewise. That, that, that is pretty much it. And all the things, if you're diabetic and you need to see a doctor before you fast, all that, that all applies. Okay? So, no. So, you might not be able to fast food for health reasons. You can, instead of at noon hour, I'm going to go on Instagram, I'm going to go on whatever, I'm going to go on YouTube, whatever you say. No. For that 30 minutes, I'm not going to do that. And for that 30 minutes, I'm going to pray instead. That counts as fasting. Fill in the blank. Less of this in order to have more time with God. That, that is it. Now, do I think there's some benefits to fasting food? I think there is. And I think some things about fasting, it, it gets your attention. It's a bit of a sacrifice. It's a bit of denying the flesh, literally. It's learning to go, my cravings for this are going to be superseded by my craving for God. And I'm going to need Holy Spirit's help, and I'm going to need one another's help, but there is a bit of a being intentional. And again, in Christ, it doesn't make you any more holy, it doesn't make you any, like, it's, we're not going to try to please God. God's already pleased with us because we're in Jesus. But it does kind of help us get our priorities changed, and it does kind of help us bring 
desperation. Like, folks, some situations that we're in, and Jesus talked about this, like there was some demonic activity going on and the disciples couldn't deal with it, and Jesus said, this only comes through prayer and fasting. So, folks, I don't know how we're going to come up with $400,000. I don't. And I appreciate that we can do some bake sales and all that, but, folks, honestly, it's not going to cut it. So we're praying and fasting and saying, God, give us wisdom. Or do you want us to try to find money that we can loan and pay back? That's one way of God's provision. Are you saying, no, trust me and pray and seek and just watch it come in? We don't know the answer to that yet. So we're praying and fasting and saying, God, would you make it known to us? So in that, we feel like we probably need to do another gift day. So in a few weeks' time, we're going to do a fall gift day, which we don't usually do. So at the end of our prayer time, since we're going to pray together October 20th for 24 hours straight, which we'll do this more, and we're going to end on that Sunday the 22nd, and we're going to give a gift day, and we're asking God to work through our sacrifice and that he would multiply. We're not quite sure how do we help 110 people who just lost everything. We're not really sure how to do that. But we're going to pray and seek and say, God, would you provide this home? Or would you provide homes? Would you provide apartments? Would you provide hope? But I have to say less of some things in order to say more because I am sick. I think it's good to deny ourselves some food sometimes. So the one I do the most, and I don't even tell anybody I'm doing it, I usually take supper on a Tuesday. We have elders that night. We're praying and everything. I don't eat Wednesday morning. I don't eat lunch on Wednesday. And I eat supper again on Wednesday supper. So almost 24 hours. Folks, I don't want to say it's easy, but after you kind of get that, like that, that's a, almost a no-brainer for me. It's so worked into the schedule. Like that's routine, i got to find other ways. To, and I'm not bragging or anything like that. I'm just saying I hate even talking about my own things because but I'm also just trying to say, folks, it's possible, it's doable, and it's that simple. Like it, you, can, you can get it in. So folks, we're leaving it wide open. You fast whatever you feel. We're not legislating anything. We're just asking, hey, each person commit to fast his or her level of ability and availability for the next few weeks. That's all we're asking. You can choose how to do it. And we've given you lots of different things to pray for. We need provision for our infants. We need provision for church unity. We need provision for us to grow and mature the church, to grow, to go and to do all the things that God has for us. But sometimes we have to be intentional about it. I'm just asking less of one thing in order to spend more with God. It's that, it's that simple and it's that difficult. And we need each other's encouragement and we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We're not left alone. And again, folks, if there's money coming to it, all great. Don't do it if you're trying to earn God's favor. You can only earn God's favor by 
receiving what Jesus has provided for us. The favor is on his side. And when we learn to follow him, we're in his company. We have to make space for him. So how do we learn to help hear God's voice? We say yes to some other things in order to grow in our relationship with God. That's what Pastor is here for. So we're going to seek to put that into practice. It's that simple and it's that difficult. And I'm going to give you one more tool that we did if you were here, part of the 70 that came on the 17th. You already have this. If you weren't here, we have. And so can I just have a few people hand some of these out, maybe like one per family? Yeah, guys, come and help. So, I'm unashamedly going very simple this morning. It's so simple, it's hard. And what I'm doing, I'm just handing out some verses from God's Word that you can use to help you pray. And here's, again, very simply taking God's Word, so it's a starting point, and we're going to put this into practice here in a minute. It's a starting point. I've picked out some of my favorite verses from the Bible that I pray for us as a church, for different people, and you can insert people's name, you can insert our church, and this gets me started, because I'll be honest, a lot of times when you go to pray, your flesh does not want to pray. So it's a battle. Folks, it's a spiritual battle. We battle our own flesh. We didn't get enough sleep. We're cranky. We're tired. There's other things to do. And folks, we're kind of wired for the path of least resistance. It's more easier to watch sports, YouTube, everything else. And before you know it, you spent two hours and you're like, but I don't have time to pray. So I start, and sometimes, to be brutally honest, I don't feel a thing. I'm not feeling spiritual. I don't even know where I am sometimes. So I start with God's Word. And folks, as I begin to pray God's Word, every time, every time, something changes. And all of a sudden, your spirit becomes more in tune with the Holy Spirit. And your mind gets more focused. And faith begins to rise. And then, out of praying God's Word, your own prayers start to come. So it's a launch pad. It's a starting point. And then your prayers come. The other encouraging thing is, you know you're praying God's will because these prayers were allowed in the Bible. The Holy Spirit inspires them. You know you're praying God's will, and we can apply them for today. Also, you're starting to learn to memorize God's Word, which is really good because it's a weapon that you get to use. And so I've put some of those prayers in, and that's a great starting point. So here's how I pray. Okay? And this is a real prayer. We get to practice on us as a church family. So we've been praying, God, give us wisdom. God, would you, you know, things that we're going about, that we would bear fruit, that we would, you know, God, we want this stuff to count. We want to bless people. We want to encourage people. We want to be a difference. All those things. And you're kind of like, I run out of words to say. So this is the Colossians one. So this is on 
the back of the handout. Colossians, this is Colossians 1, 9 to 14. But this is how you can pray, and this is how you can put in our church name, someone else's name. But let me just pray this over us, okay? So you can just receive this. So Paul praying to Colossian Church, and we're going to appropriate it for today for our church, Christ Central Church. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, Christ Central Church, we have not stopped praying for you, Christ Central Church. We continually ask God to fill you, Christ Central, with the knowledge of His will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Let me pray that one again. So we're saying, God, would you give us wisdom? We continually ask God to fill you, Trevor, Ollie, Jared, Noah, Angela, we can just go through, Christ Central Church, with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives. So that you, Christ Central, may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Isn't that awesome? Do you want to grow in the knowledge of God? Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you, Christ Central Church, may have great endurance and patience in giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you, Christ Central, to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He's rescued us, that is Christ Central Church, from the dominion of darkness and brought us, Christ Central Church, into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Come on. Just in that one prayer, I've kind of gone from half asleep to like, come on. I want to pray that again. I want to pray that we have all wisdom and revelation that comes from the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that we're going to grow in the knowledge of God. I want to pray that we're going to bear fruit in every good work. I pray that we're going to be strengthened, that we're going to have great endurance and patience. And then I launch into my own prayer. And I've just given you a whole bunch. And I forgot to put on like my favorite one, if I'm allowed to have a favorite one. So I'm going to read it out. And this one's a real short one because it's Romans 15, 13. But this is how I pray. So, when we did this a week ago at our elders meeting, we prayed for every single person in the church. We, we went, like, I got, with Joe Crummy, OTD, everything's written down. All your names are there, folks. It's true. Gary's like, bring out the list, and I bring out my list, because you're all in it. And we went through every name, praying for you. Romans 15, 13. This is what I do. May the God of hope fill you, Jerusalem, with all joy and peace as you, Jerusalem, trust in Him so that you, Jerusalem, may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't you just want to pray for everybody by name? Tim Bicknell. May the God of hope fill you, Tim, with all joy and peace as you can trust in Him so that you can may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Who wants to overflow with hope? Okay, I got a lot more prayers here to go. 
May the God of hope fill you, Teresa, with all joy and peace as you, Teresa, trust in him so that you, Teresa, may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I can pray that for every person. Folks, that's the message this morning. It is not complicated. It is not earth-shattering in the sense of, like, complicated. It's really easy. Jesus says, when you pray, go into your prayer room. God sees even if no one else does, and he will give you answers. When you fast, don't make a big deal about it. No one even has to know. But God knows. And he sees. I'm not trying to add more things to your schedule. I'm saying take some things off and replace it with prayer. And folks, fasting isn't like, don't fast if you're not going to pray. I've said this before. You'll just be cranky. You'll be worse. Okay? Don't go without food and then don't pray. You're going to be hangry and nobody gets blessed from that. You're saying no to something else in order to say yes to more time with God. That's the purpose. So that again, whether that's food or social media or screen time or you name it, you know what your thing is. You got lots of needs, lots of things you got to pray for. If you're stuck on what to pray, take these prayers from God's Word, in, make them personal, pray them for yourself. Pray them for your friends. Pray them for us as a church. I can almost guarantee it will be a launch pad that as you do that, you're going to have your own prayers that you're going to continue. You can take short prayer, long prayer, fill in the blank. Just like I, I've replaced whatever it says, like you or we, or I just place it by name. Pray. Pray. Focus. We can just do this as a church. At minimum, pray, fast, and pray. I think that's enough for us to know God's will, for us to be able to live out the kingdom of God and be Jesus. It's so easy. But folks, I can guarantee it's going to be a battle. So, be intentional. And if you're waiting for the perfect feeling and the perfect moment and the perfect schedule for it to start, of my chaos, I'm going to say no to one meal, and maybe even start with ten minutes. And what I was going to gobble down in ten minutes, I'm going to say no, I'm going to take that ten minutes to pray, God give me strength to get through the afternoon as I fast at my lunch, I'm not even going to have to tell anyone. Wash your face and put on some oil, and smile, and the Holy Spirit will help you. That's what we're going to try to do over the next few weeks. Let me stand and ask the worship team to come. We're going to pray.
background, so again, all of my illustrations are sports. I apologize. Love a sport, no matter what sport. Pro teams, what do they do at training camp? They go back to the basics. They go back to the foundation. Everything is built on those critical building blocks. Coach will teach you critical building blocks as you go doesn't end at the end of 40 days. Just a reset to keep us focused. So Lord Jesus, I thank you that you've given us access to the Father, that we can come as we put our hope in you, that you allow us to come and to say, Abba, Father. And Jesus, we take such great comfort and strength that you, who never grow tired and never weary, you're interceding at the Father's right hand 24-7 love your church. And that these promises that the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against it hold true. And that you're going to intercede and live through it. And Lord, you know, God, that we battle with distraction and all the different things. So I ask the Holy Spirit to help us as a church, individually and together. Would you help us to focus? Put you first. Help us to say no to lesser things in order to say yes to being with you. Help every one of us, God. Help us to pray your word, Lord, to trust in you. And God, whether it's say yes, no, maybe, wait, we're still going to worship you, God. You don't owe us anything, God. Lord, we just want to line up with you. So God, help us over these next few weeks. worship, and as we say pretty much every time, this song's a real time to respond even in our hearts.